Welcome to the WW News Today podcast. My name is Eric Morton. With me, as always, is Tom Corliss. We appreciate you joining us today and also joining us right now, uh, the Wigs members. So if you're interested in learning more about becoming a Wigs member, you can go to patreon.com slash WWNT. But basically, the Wigs members get early access to our podcast, and they get to watch us film it live a few days ahead of time. So we are a few days ahead of time because you're going to be out of town when... uh, It's Christmas week, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be out of town for Christmas, and this is going to air the day after Christmas. So Do you have the spirit? Spirit of what? The Christmas spirit. No. Maybe once I get home... You strike me as someone that would benefit from a visit from a few ghosts in the middle of the night. Cranky around... I love Christmas, but it's, it's, uh, it's been a busy, crazy time around here, so it's been hard to even... Focus on the fact that it's Christmas, but I did, uh, you know, I've, I've done some Christmassy things lately, candlelight processional and okay. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's Joey McIntyre. Yeah. Because when I think of Christmas, no. I think of the new kids on the block. Why not? He Why was not? great. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so okay. I'm in the Christmas spirit just, you know, and the, we've, we've had several work things, film news today and we had meetings and I have more meetings today and. So it's it's hard to be in the Christmas spirit at at work. You right get right now, back right. into it, right? Because I was said I said I'm boxed in here, and I was like, wow, I filmed a food review Thursday at lunch. Yeah. Came and did news tonight. Got home at like one in the morning. Yeah. Came here, did the podcast. Mm-hmm. Went home, did boxed in. It's like bam, bam, bam. Your whole life is just. Yeah, you on can't YouTube. even think about Christmas because you for two days you had thing after thing you had to do. Yeah. Ooh, sorry about it. But now you can think about Christmas after we're done recording though. Yeah, well, no, this whole episode is about Christmas, even though it's the day after Christmas. This is a Boxing Day special. Right, we should have a boxed-in Boxing Day special, don't you think? So this will be the day after Christmas, but what we want to talk about is Christmas at Disney World, specifically, throughout the yeah. years. Yeah. Things you miss, things you wish they bring back, things that you're fine with them not the having The ghosts anymore. of Walt Disney World Christmas past, in fact. Correct, the ghosts of Walt Disney Which World Which still Christmas haunt, past. seemingly still haunt Disney World, because no one... Likes the new stuff as much. Well, people don't like change, especially when it you change something that's like nostalgic for their family or things that they've done together. I right? think there's a couple things we're going to talk about where it, you cannot even argue that it's just people mad at change. It's clearly like just not as good as it was, right? Well, I I I can think of several things. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll get there, but I. I don't think it's that times change. I think and specifically with Disney World Christmas, yeah. I think there are things that undoubtedly have not been replaced. I can think of four, three or four major things. At least. There's two, there's two glaring examples where no one's going to argue. Well, let's start then. Yeah. Well, boy, do you want to start with Dreamlights? Do you want to uh, that's one of them. And the other one's got to be Osborne Family... Yeah, those those are the two I think that people aren't over them because you haven't given them a reason to be over them, right? You have spent the last several years. You decided Osborne was worth sacrificing for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I think I think I don't even think I'm in the minority saying that I would rather live in a world where Galaxy's Edge never happened and we still had Osborne. Even though Osborne only operated eight weeks of the year. I think that was one of those things that meant the world to people. It was a holiday tradition. I think it was uh, a wow for every. There was no one who walked away from Osborne going like, "Oh, that was all right." That's okay. Like that. No, people like walk off the Millennium Falcon saying that, and and this is silly, right? Because the Millennium Falcon's hundreds of millions of dollars spent on this attraction and this technology, and then people just 
strung millions of lights on buildings. And people were more impressed with this than they were with that. One of those things is far more pure and, you know, I don't know. Um, so, so Osborne, without a doubt, like they, they've spent the last, when did Osborne end? Eight, eight years ago? 14? Seven years ago? 2014, I think. No, it was after that. I'm sorry. Beginning of 15? 2015. 16? Yeah. Into 16. 15 so into January, into January 16. 16, right? Yeah. I think they so even extended it for a few days in, in. They went later uh, than usual. Yeah. Um, so the last seven years, people have sat here and no one's gotten over it. And Disney has. Look how much they've done at Hollywood Studios thinking like, oh, we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this. And people forget about Osborne because we have a fireworks show now and because we project on the Tower of Terror and because we put eight decorations up in Toy Story Land yeah. and and because we moved the tree. To, and look, that's the one thing I think that everyone loves, Santa Gertie and the tree in Echo Lake. Yeah. That was great. The rest, Sunset Season's greeting is it's fine. It's yeah. it's okay. Jingle bell, jingle bam. Depends who you ask, but nothing has replaced Osborne. Well, what's interesting though is like so Osborne originally, for most people listening to this podcast or yeah. watching, kind of know the story. It was a guy in our fairly wealthy Jennings guy Osborne. in Arkansas, um, the Osborne family, uh, and he started. His daughter asked him, "Hey, can we decorate for Christmas?" One year, yeah. he's like, "Yeah," and he did like a thousand lights. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think that was, uh, let's say, 86, something yeah. like that. And within a short amount of years, under 10 years, it was up to like 3 million lights or something like yeah. this. And it became a huge attraction in Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. So basically, predictably, the neighbors get angry at this. It shut down the roads. It was and, it became such yeah, an attraction. Yeah, it, it created, it would take them like, the neighbors have to go to the store for someone to take them yeah. a couple hours. So they, I think they sued him. I think with the U.S. Supreme Court, they did. really didn't do anything in an Arkansas, Arkansas State Supreme Court. Basically shut it down. He reopened it yeah. as like a toned down version. And then sometime in the 90s, Disney that approached year, them. That year, Disney sent them a letter. Yeah. Um, so we had we had a copy of the letter when I worked at Theme Park Connection. It was really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, Disney. Like again, at, at, you know, early '90s. I I still think the golden age of that of the Disney company. I think they had learned everything yeah. they could, and they were a well-oiled machine under Eisner and Wells. And that's the peak. And so, like th that's Disney at that time to be like, what if what if we took it? What if we have we have the residential street in the backlot tour at the Disney MGM Studios? Yeah. What if we what if we put it there? And Jennings Osborne, like they they love Disney World. They supposedly went once a year at least and thought that was the coolest thing. And so that's what they did. Residential Street, which would typically be a part of the park you would ride around, became the Osborne family spectacle of lights. Uh, and then of course Residential Street was closed for the beloved Lights Motors, Lights, Motors Action. Action Extreme Stunt Show. Uh, and But but the Silver Line, like that could have been the end of Osborne, right? That could have been it. But instead, they moved it to New York Street in the streets of America and were like, they started noticing a trend the year or two previous. People started to, people started programming the lights on their house to music. Right. And they were like, what if, what would take it? I think, again, even though we're in the 2000s now, this is still Disney thinking is, yeah, it's going to be smaller, but how do we make it better then if we're going to make the light display smaller? And yeah. so they were like, what if they dance to music? Yeah. 
and that's what they did. So it became what I like. I think about this it became, is 04. 04, no, 05? 07, 06, or 07, it started dancing. Residential Street was, well, I'm saying it was, de- Residential Street was demolished. Yeah, they in moved 04. it. It didn't they dance it right away. And they're like, people still loved it, but they were like, how do we take this to the next level? And so a, a year or two into the move, they started dancing. 06, yeah. Yeah. And then that was when it became a phenomenon. At that point, people were like, we got to go there. We got to watch all the shows. The cast member, like, we're talking dozens and dozens of cast members would come, yeah. you know, they, their shift ended. And then even those that were working streets of America, like if, if Felice Navidad came on, yeah. everyone filled the street and cha-cha slide. And it was, it was this whole, it became its own. It was own, really wonderful. It was amazing. Everything about yeah. it, the atmosphere, the snow, drinking hot cocoa while you walked around, going the to pictures. find a black cat. The the cast members like just how into the cast members working at work because God if there was a better job at Disney World than working the streets of America during Osborne I can't imagine what it like look I know they had to move a lot of people through but God no one was in a bad mood standing there well look at this so they demolished Residential Street yeah and they moved this mm-hmm. then they got to demolish this to build Galaxy's Edge they could have moved it again yeah. They could have put it on Sunset. That's what everyone thought. They could have put it. I guess they could have put it. I mean, there's a million things we're talking about. People talk, oh, could you move it to Disney Springs? People yeah. are like, oh, the parking. You move it to a resort, oh, the parking. Yeah. You know, like the, there were these people kept fighting about it. And I, I think with the understanding, everyone thought it was going to move. And then it didn't. And people, you know, when studios debuted all that new stuff and there was no sign of Osborne, you know, coming back, everyone was very upset and, and rightfully so. And uh, I'm not an electrician, but 800,000 watts of electricity required to run this thing. Yeah. Wow. What was cool, the, the, we got to go in the booth once. Oh, really? The control booth. So if you've, if you've been to M- Hollywood Studios, MGM, you know those, those pretzel kiosks in front of the Chinese theater, those big yeah. silver? Mm-hmm. One of those was taken away at some point. And they, they lifted it. They, they got a crane. And they lifted the booth over the facades and into, if you knew Streets of America, yeah. there were big holes, right? Because they were just flats. So the the top left, the upper left mm-hmm. street block was hollow. They raised the popcorn and pretzel kiosk, dropped it in, and then made it the control booth for the Osborne family spectacle of Dancing Lights. Was and that we got when to they go they, in there, and it's it was wild. In 2011, they added a bunch of tech and LED lights mm-hmm. and all that kind they of stuff. They became super and complicated. They, they really made this show like a technological uh, a leap forward, yeah. so to speak. Because so. they had the the canopy that you could see again in its infancy at the time. You'd see kind of see imagery in the LED yes. canopy, right? The images. Was laid, I remember they added what's this from Nightmare, and you'd see Jack Skellington's face come into the canopy, right? Um, it was, it got better and better every year and it was spectacular and how they thought they could get away with getting rid of that. I don't know, but it is, it is the Bob JPEG era. So is it surprising? They did get away with it. They didn't. People still, I've seen that shirt every night for the past month. I have seen at least five of those Osborne shirts. No one has forgotten. And no one's going to let them forget, right? I think people are still mad at, at Studios Christmas because of Osborne, right? I think some of the some of the fighting against 
Jollywood Nights. Some of that is some people holding some grudge. Oh, now you're monetizing Osborne. something that's still less than what you used to have. Yeah, so yeah. you took the replacement stuff, which we told you is not as good, and now you're selling it as a ticket? Like, no, you took – this thing was was free with park admission, and it was the most wonderful thing you've done. And you took it away from us, and now you're selling me the, the consolation prize? Right. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who, who went to that remembers it for sure, and – I'd never heard any, you never heard anybody complain like, oh, it's just not as good as it should be. You know, it was always so overwhelming. You go in there and it was hard to not have a smile on your face walking out of there. And I think that's, that's yeah. one of those things that just everyone misses. There are I don't more things know, on this list, but. I don't know if there is a single extinct attraction in Disney World history that everyone is in the, right? Because if you bring up Journey to Imagination, Eric will then be like, well, I liked Horizons better, Right. You bring up Osborne, no one ever, there is no caveat to that. Everyone is always like, yeah, I love that and I miss it. Yeah. There's no argument about anything comparable, you know. Mr. Toad got people picketing inside the park. Yeah. That did happen. I mean, but I remember being But I think some of it was a little tongue-in-cheek. That last Osborne, like everyone just yeah. in tears. Like that, we have it here on the channel. The The last song is is one of those... That is a moment of my life that is burned into my memory is that last moment where they play the Mickey Mouse Club farewell yeah. and then you hear that like the the wind, the breeze yeah. and one by one the buildings turn off until the last glowing light fades away and then this applause through the whole street and then all you saw walking down the street, this dimly lit street and people were just weeping. And rightfully so. Like how many family memory? Like for me, it was, I remember all the loved ones I've lost over the years that we went to Osborne with, all the great memories made there with family and friends and, and how magical it was. And yeah, you can't help but, you know, feel a great loss for this thing. There's something about this too. It's, a, it's not that large of a space. No. It is. And you walk in there and it still felt like you could get lost in it. Like it was just so overwhelming. Yeah. There's so much here to see. There's so much. My senses cannot process everything I'm taking in. So I have to stand here for a half hour and look at everything yeah. because, you know, I it, there's just so much. And yeah, sometimes less is more, but sometimes more is more. And with the Osborne yeah. family <laughs> spectacle of dancing lights, more was, more was better. Spectacles in the name. It's got to be a spectacle, right? <laughs> it's got to be something the likes of which you can't see elsewhere. And I know people are going to bring up, I don't, it's not Dollywood, is it? No, it's um, Silver Dollar City. Who? Someone does something similar now. And people keep going like, oh, if you liked Osborne, you got to see this and blah, blah, blah. And I haven't, I haven't been there, but. I think there's also something in Dallas at um, one of the, Maybe one of the Six Flags parks or something like that. That's like a big deal. I don't. Yeah. Somebody. I, remember, I know somebody posted on social media. There last are year. things people. Yeah. There. There's a very similar looking thing somewhere. I think it's Silver Dollar City, but maybe I'm wrong. And you know, someone. Someone actually just said Silver Dollar City is decked out from head to toe. Yeah. There's not a tree not lit. Yeah. It's um, amazing. So yeah, it's it's often replicated. Never. Uh, often imitated, never duplicated the Osborne family spectacle. People do these things to try to draw people. They've, there's been drive-through, you know, Christmas yeah. lights. It's not the same. No. Even, even uh, Gaylord Palms 
with the ice thing where yeah. you walk through and they, you have to wear a parka. And it's you super slide. overpriced. I liked yeah. it, but super overpriced. I went once. It was fine. But yeah. it wasn't – it didn't leave indelible memories like no. the Osborne. No, not at all. Not even close. Yeah. No, no other – I have not been to another theme park Christmas offering that – comes close. I remember we used to do like a big deal in the Bronx is the Bronx Zoo will do the holiday lights. Right. I remember when that started, that was a huge deal. And it's very pretty. I mean, the Bronx Zoo is gorgeous. It's very pretty, but I just remember the whole time being like, I love this. This is great, but yeah, it sure ain't Osborne. Like nothing's Osborne. It's the same thing if you ask anyone that grew up where I grew up, like Kansas City Country Club Plaza, the lights. Yeah. They, they might have more lights than Osborne, but spread yeah. out over a much larger area, yeah. and it's a family tradition. So, but it's not as over the top. Like they're lighting the edges of building. You know the the you know like you would your house, the rooftops, and anything with like a line. Osborne, they just laid everything. They just and <laughs> the then, whole building is covered in lights. And then they're like, you know what? Let's break it down into sections, and each section will dance differently to yeah. each song. Like yeah. that's was crazy. But the other thing about Osborne was it was repeatable, right? There were so many different places to stand and watch from. You're like, well, I've seen all these songs. I did the middle of the street facing that way. Maybe I'll go back another night and we'll look facing the other way. I'll go down. I want to stand under the canopy one night because the canopy's cool. We didn't find the black cat yet. We got to go find the black cat and the Razorback. We got to go find those hidden things. There's hidden Mickeys to find. There were always all sorts of hidden little Easter eggs and – there was so much love put into it, and you could tell. Again, that I, I say this way too often, but sincerity. You can tell in Disney parks when there's sincerity in the product. There was absolutely the sincerity of Jennings Osborne, the sincerity of the people at Disney Entertainment, the sincerity of the techs who worked on it, the sincerity of the cast members that worked, the streets of that event. It was all there, and so you couldn't – it just all felt like a big, bright, warm, electrical hug um, in the chat, uh, Jay Ware posted yeah. a picture of, of another one, uh, oh, the boy. Lights of Winter at Epcot. So the Lights of Winter, like, look, I love them. For those that don't know, they were a series of arches that went uh, over the, the bridge between Future World, God rest its soul, and World Showcase at Epcot. Um, and they had these arches. These arches also ended up being, I believe they were on Main Street at Disneyland Paris. They, they, they were in two places. Um, and they would dance to the music. So they are, they are the precursor to Osborne. Now, as impressive, no. In their time when they did it, impressive, right? At the time, no one was doing that. No what one a- was making lights dance when, when Lights of Winter was doing it. And that was the thing that differentiated it from Osborne. Also, it was only like a series of arches that went down one passage, right? But it was it, very pretty. From what I could find, it said it was about 30,000 lights. Yeah. For comparison, when Osborne first started, it was like 3 million lights. Yeah. I think by the end, it was like 5 million lights. So 1% the size of the amount of lights as the Osborne. Yeah. But it was, a, it, was, it was very pretty, and it led to the tree, which back then had a show. Yeah. Right? So the other thing that got cut, there used to be a tree lighting show at Epcot with the characters every day. And that and the lights of winter went away. So now all you have is this tree that just sits there with a photo pass photographer. It's lost its whole lead in, which nothing ever replaced it, right? Disney said the technology became outdated. That's why they retired it. But you didn't replace it with something with new technology. You yeah. just budget cut it away. It just went away. And you got rid of the lighting show on the tree too. So you were just like, what? 
what can we get a what can we get rid of? It's not going to affect attendance. We don't care otherwise. Like let's just cut these things that cost us money, and no one will know the difference. But we do know the difference because people, the Whigs, are still posting pictures of those arches now. People did complain about it was pretty yeah. unsightly during the day, right? It's kind of like harmonious, right? Epcot always has something that people don't like blocking their view. There was during nothing the day. to look at there, though. Yeah. It's a tree lined passage. Well, I don't know. I, I agree. It kind of looked chintzy during the day. Sure. It it wasn't, especially if you've been to Osborne or yeah. Dreamlights or something like that. It was kind of like, okay, yeah. this is nice to have. I guess it was based on something they did at Disneyland Paris, like Main Street in 93. Was the Paris one first? Yeah. Uh, Paris was 93. And they were 94. And this was 94. Yeah. So very similar type of offering. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is when, so 94, I think, is the year holidays around the world began. I think that became a thing finally. Yes. yes. Yeah. And this was part of the tree and the show and the lights of winter, the, the storytellers, uh, candlelight. That's when candlelight moved, I think, in 94. Yeah, it sounds about right. When it left Magic yeah. Kingdom. Um, yeah, it was this concerted effort to make Christmas at Epcot or the holidays at Epcot a thing. Um, and so lights of winter and, the, and the, the tree lighting show and the Christmas character bus, who remembers that, had a show with the elves. I remember the character bus. I don't remember a specific Christmas there one. There was a Christmas one where the elves sang instead of, you know, the song Summertime, Summertime. Yeah. It was Christmas time, Christmas time. Yeah. And there was this yeah. whole How song exciting. and a dance number. <laughs> and then you can meet the characters in holiday attire. It was very, very cute. Well, in Paris, uh, this went from 93 to 2005. At yeah. Epcot, it went from 94 to 2008. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought they would bring it back or do something or they, retool it and do this thing, and they just decided they nothing was better. They teased something new. Would They said, like, the technology had become dated, and we will look for new ways to blah, blah, blah. And it was just PR speak for, like, maybe someday someone will pitch something that replaces this, but we, we're passing the book now. Yeah. So we lose another one. Shed a tear, pour one out on the curb. That is a big for the dead walkway leading to that tree. It could use some life. It's real dark. Like there's no reason, right? And the other thing they they teased, we were gonna have all these all this decor in the new World Celebration Gardens, right? We saw that concept art shows stuff in all those planters. Yeah, that big planter on the way out to World Showcase has nothing in it right now. I don't know if it was too late in the event they just decided it's gonna start next year. I don't know, but that something's got to happen there, and I think there's got to be more lights or more something. Yeah, I think park operations wise, it makes sense that maybe. This is a major thoroughfare in the park, and people are stopping there to take pictures and look at all the lights. Maybe it caused yeah. some congestion and egress and entrance into the, you know, from Future World Maybe. to, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we won't see. What they <laughs> should do. Never do they can run Christmas lights between the torches. I'm down with that. <laughs> Big. That'd be a lot of Christmas lights. 500 feet of light between each torch. It's too much. Tom, your shirt looks good. Mm. I've got a new shirt today. Yours looks good, too. What do you, don't we I look good? I also like yours. No, I mean, I, I do like them, but this is also an ad, I suppose. This is an ad because yeah. we have some new friends that are uh, sponsoring us, and we have these yeah. lovely shirts. We uh, didn't pay for these. I know some other YouTubers won't be honest with you. We did not pay for these shirts, but they're very nice and comfortable, and I would pay for them. Yeah. Four-way stretch, very light and comfortable. Uh, these are from Park Candy. Yeah. And if you want to uh, check out their selection, some of these have not been released yet. That, oh, that I we're didn't wearing. Even know that. Right, we're getting like Is preview this out merchandise. Yet? I don't know if that one's out yet. 
Uh, this Ogus is, Cantina. This one, is called basically? Jurassic Tiki. I don't know oh what yours God. is called. And you can yeah. learn more. You go to www.nt.link slash parkcandy. Mm. Uh, and, and also, if you use the code WDWNT at checkout, you get a 15% discount. These are nice shirts. Got a few they're of these. what Roosevelt's used to be. They're that real stretchy. Nice, yeah. Stretchy. They breathe well in Florida. I always like the old Roosevelt shirts. The only thing I don't like about Roosevelt's is they're not necessarily like park related. And now here's right. a company that makes Roosevelt's like shirts, but with designs that actually speak to park fans. Right? Yeah, I didn't iron this. I mean, there might be a crease on it. I don't see, but I mean, if you do have to iron them, it takes. I will tell you from ironing shirts every day. These are the easiest button down shirts I own to iron. The yeah. rest are kind of a pain. But if you uh, want to support us, support our sponsors, please yeah. check out the link and see if, if some of this stuff is for you. They don't just have shirts. They have dresses, T-shirts. They have handbags. Handbags. Yeah. Bottle so, openers. Bottle openers, yeah. There's like a cool Emperor's New Groove. They do have some non-parks. So there's Emperor's New Groove. That's the Cusco Potion as mm-hmm. a bottle opener. There's some cool stuff. Cool stuff on there, Park Candy. Well, thank you, Park Candy. Look good and support us. Do we want to get here to um, Dreamlights? I mean, we have to at some point. Cinderella Castle Dreamlights. Those who don't know the backstory, the 07 is the debut year, right? Uh, Correct. 07, okay. Um, So um, in 2006, the Country Bear Jamboree Christmas special performed for the last time. It was introduced in the 80s. You should go watch it on YouTube. We have it. You can watch it on our channel. Um, it is a really charming and wonderful Christmas show with the country bears. And when Big Al shows up in a diaper, the place erupts. It's it's amazing. It's great. Do we want to know why Big Al's wearing a diaper? It's Baby New Year. Oh, I thought maybe a little too much blood on the You're saddle. Oh, <laughs> forgot. Yeah. It's very cute and very charming. There's several original songs that are burned into my memory as well. Um, it's great. Go watch it. But they decided to take the budget that they put into doing the Country Bear Christmas special every year, and they spent, they would divert that money to putting lights on Cinderella Castle for a show where Cinderella Castle would illuminate and look like it was covered in in glimmering ice. Uh, And Cinderella would come out with the fairy godmother every night and illuminate and turn the castle into this. uh, Obviously, like, look, I love the Country Bears. If the choice is... Country bear show that, you know, a couple hundred guests go in and or a couple thousand guests go in and see and have a good time versus turning the most iconic park structure in history into this amazing Christmas icon. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with the latter. The latter is going to touch a lot more people's lives. I think it would have connected with people more if there was a Disney princess who was associated with like Glass. ice, creating things out of ice. <laughs> so well, she the displaced. Reason, she did yeah. displace Cinderella. Elsa yeah. kicked Cinderella and to I the think curb. And this is another case where did Paris do the snow lights first? I thought they did the turrets first. They were first. I to think this. they did. Yeah, not on this scale, but I believe Paris did it first, and then um, we did it, and it was unbelievable. I'll never forget the first time saw that light up. That was I was like, oh my god. It reminds me because you're leading up to this, you're seeing the crane there. All the time. People are like, God, oh, the crane is always here. The crane is always yeah. here. You know, and they're they're hanging these lights and doing all this stuff. And it kind of reminds me of when Epcot put up the uh, lights on Spaceship Earth. And you're like, man, I see these little 
tap yeah. lights going up every night. And then the first time you saw it for real, when they fired up, you're like, oh, this was worth it. Right. And I think that's how people felt about the dream lights. You know, that you're like, oh, this is worth having a crane there for a, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah. And disrupting my I don't know if the guests that picture. are only there, you know, that was a once in a lifetime trip, maybe not. But again, like, yeah, we're gonna decorate the the main park icon for the holiday season makes sense. And then of course the easy answer came. They're like, we could do projections instead. Right. Because they did, even for, like, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, they would do special little light shows on there. They had different... Well, there'd uh, be projections or lighting that that went with the castle stage show and the fireworks. But the castle lights also would interact with those shows, too. Yeah. Yeah, so there were special things there for you, an extra little yeah. extra bonus if you wanted to go to the Christmas party. And the best was New Year's Eve mm-hmm. when, like, the castle, it's it's the big finale of the New Year's Eve fireworks and the castle lights up with it. Yeah. That ending would be, oh, man, fantastic. I still think just your regular run-of-the-mill dream lights so during a regular evening in the park. Yeah. The castle has never been more photogenic than yeah. with those dream lights. It looks like it's out of a dream. The dream lights is good. It looks like it's out of a dream. It looks Glistens like it's like Cinderella concept sl- art. Glass it looks, slipper, right? Yeah. It is, it was absolutely stunning. Yeah. And every year, so they basically, I guess 2019 is the last year they had it. Yeah. And of course, COVID, they weren't going to put it back up. And people have been speculating and Disney has come out every yeah. year and say, it's not coming back this year. Yeah. Remember, we hear a lot of rumors. It's not happening. And we told people. I I remember when they the first year they weren't coming back. We said we was like, there are no plans for them to come back. They reached the end of their life cycle and they threw them away. That was it. Um, you, certainly now lighting technology has come even further. Yeah. Um, since then, and you can you can redo it. You can make new ones. They've chosen not to. Right. They've they they're doing the same thing they did with Osborne. Right. They got rid of something people loved. Loved, and they have since been trying to convince you that what they've got now is better, right? They told you, oh, we're going to do these projections. They're going to change every couple minutes. They're these great vignettes, and you get all these different pictures with the castle. This is better. People show up, like, this is, this is fine. This isn't better. Then they're like, we're going to make a whole new frozen lighting show with projections. All new. This is going to be better, and people want to see, and they're like, this is fine, but this is not better. They Disney is they, – they repeatedly get rid of things that are beloved and know they're going to embark on something that is not topping it. They are not embarking on something that is inherently better than what came before, but they expect you to accept it. And right? I think it's Tony Baxter who said it, and I think I said it before I even knew he said it. Um, what I've always said is if, if you're going to replace something in the world of theme parks, it better be better than what it replaced. Yeah. That's the rule or people are mad. You knew with both of these things you were not going to even try for a product that was better than the Dreamlights or that was better than Osborne. You knew you weren't topping either of those things. And then every year, you're, every couple of years, you spend the money and try something else that isn't, again, a thing that tops it. And then you sit there in that meeting room and you're all like – why didn't that work? Well, you know why it didn't work I'm because sure I, I don't understand either, right? Even the watch <laughs> Your is like watch doesn't understand. The watch doesn't understand this decision either. You you knew going into it, you had not topped the thing people miss because you operationally want to do something different. You have to top it, or else for till the end of time. People will continue to either remember or B, go to YouTube and see what they missed 
and be like, man, I wish I could have seen that instead of this, you know, frozen projection show. I would be surprised if PhotoPass revenue has not dropped, though. You would think you would they think. You would think like PhotoPass revenue would go off a cliff getting rid of the dream lights. Yeah, but maybe people people want their Christmas castle picture. They're gonna want them anyway, right? Right. And see, this is the problem, is that wins the argument. It's not the guest experience doesn't win the argument. Money and logistics wins the argument. Right. People still go. Yeah. All the Christmas parties are sold out. Yeah. People love to go to the Magic Kingdom around Christmas, and they're going to take their picture in front of the castle, and it doesn't matter what the castle No looks pride like. in the product. It's, it's, it's numbers and logistics. Yeah. Well, it's very sad. And, I, and, you know, I think we could have a healthy debate with people on if they could bring back one, which one would it be? You know, and if you're not going to put the lights back up and that money's just sitting around, why don't you bring back the Country Bear <laughs> Big Christmas Alan and Diaper special, Show? Right? You're going to redo the show anyway with this new show. Why not do the work to have it where you can flip that switch and change the costumes and bring back the Christmas show? There's nothing, there's nothing offensive in the Christmas show. I'll tell you that. That was developed at a much different time than the late 60s. The Christmas show is inoffensive. There's nothing in the Christmas show that anyone's going to take offense with. It can certainly come back. And why not? We'd love to see it. I don't know. I'd I, buy plush with the bears in Christmas costume. Hell, you got to start selling regular bear plush when this show comes back, this new one. Um, when this new show debuts, we need some bear merchandise. I, You know, you can sell, sell me the same plush with a scarf on it, you know, a couple months later, man. Dawn said, I would live without the dream lights if they just ditched the pink on the castle. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's a different castle. I miss my gray castle. Yeah, the gray castle. Well, I don't know. Bring them both back. This, by the way, the, the uh, Dreamlights, there was about 200,000 LEDs. So still not nearly as many as the Osborne but <laughs> family it's, spectacle of dancing they're lights. They're on Cinderella Castle, right? Yeah. That's the magic. The magic is... Is that not the sheer size of the spectacle, but the fact that this thing that already is this, you know, American pop culture icon is transformed every year for Christmas in an amazing way? You know, a lesser known thing, just randomly throwing something out there because it flew through my head and that's how my brain works, um, that people like that's kind of under the radar, and Lee did it yesterday for her first time, is the Merry Menagerie. Animal Kingdom. That's my favorite thing at Disney It's World. wonderful. Yeah. It. Well, how cute and awesome is that The thing? puppeteers are yeah. so good. It's, I mean, and that's an easy one, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's not that expensive. Yeah. You got to pay people to, to be there all day they, long doing it. But let's, let, in fairness, right? You're right. It's not that expensive. Yeah. The puppets are beautiful. They oh, spent amazing. the money on them. They're gorgeous. And then the costumes, look at... Look at the performers also, right? Look at their costume. Don't just get lost in the puppet. The performer costumes are real pretty too. Like they did a very nice job. And then the people they hired are just top notch. They're yeah. you watch like the way kids interact or even adults, like you get lost in the fantasy a bit because the puppeteers are so good. It's I have an adult telling me so excitedly, I got to pet the penguin. I got to yeah. pet the seal. They're so cute. You know, They're so well designed. They're if so you, cute. If you go to Disney during the holidays, make a, make it a point to go to Animal Kingdom just for the Merry Menagerie. I think tomorrow is, I'm literally going to go there for an hour and just do Merry Menagerie and leave. Like that's my plan for tomorrow, yeah. I think. Because I love it. I have to I, – I'm my schedule's weird this year, but I'm like I have to go see them at least for an hour. I need to go 
I, I love them. I, have you named them yet? Do you have no I don't, on a first name basis no. with all the? Yeah, I, I like know. the I like the seal. The seal and the penguin. I think cute. The penguins are cute. The bear. I mean, the bears are. They're all cute. Um, even the bird. I like the bird. Kids have fun with the bird and like dives on them. And uh, but what and and the decor right when they introduced the new Christmas at Animal Kingdom right they they nailed it right the decor is gorgeous the the animal lanterns that match the puppets um, the the merry menagerie the the shows on the Tree of Life the Tree of Life Awakenings the Christmas ones the holiday ones are beautiful and they're not IP driven they're gorgeous they're wonderful Um, they nailed it they really nailed it. Good for them. Animal, I, I never think of that as like a holiday place, but the Mary Menagerie makes it like must-see TV. Dino Land's fun while it exists. Dino Land's fun. I like all the all – because the, you could do kitschy, right? And kitschy 50s and 60s Christmas is a thing. It's an aesthetic. Yeah. And so Dino Land's perfect for it, right? And I always thought like – then they kind of like made it in, in a little – it's a little bit of an Osborne replacement. They did some areas they really – Went all in in Dino Land. I I think they should have just did the whole land. I think that whole land. Look, it's ugly during the day anyway. Wrap lights around the whole thing. Every booth. Yeah. Every kiosk. Every dinosaur. Just the whole land. Just start wrapping lights. The just Griswold Dino family. Land. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. Dino Land, so it can be kitschy and kind of yeah. junky, but it'll be charming. Yeah. Here's the thing I miss that. I think when I remind people of them, it's not something that comes up in conversation a lot. Yeah. But I loved when the garland and wreaths went across Main Street, USA, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. They went all the way across, and then they got rid of them because of Festival of Fantasy Braves floats too were tall. too big, right? They're they're too big. But I think that added to it made the Magic Kingdom so photogenic. There was that sweet yeah. spot when you had the dream lights and you had that. You had all these things going on, and but the Magic then they Kingdom was so your photo. No, but it, you could take amazing photos with could, those wreaths yeah. going across. So it was, I get the thought process also was not just, hey, the parade's taller, but it was also like people want clear shots of the of – the I, th- I have some amazing cast. shots where they're all included, right? Where yeah, it's I get that. You, if you could get up to the train station. But like, I also uh, like – here's the thing. Like they got rid of the garland. Those replacement things are pretty. Those big wreaths. I don't think so. Oh, I like them. Are they better? They're at least – I think they're at least equivalent. I think they dress up the street really nicely. They I think the wreaths are fine. I think that giant support structure that they require is just oh, weird. It's, I, I don't think it looks bad. That's just me. I think – I don't I don't know. I just have good memories of that. And yeah. then of course, t- like I said, time marches on. They had to make changes because they want to delight people during the day with bigger floats. So yeah. that's what we have. What else you got on there? Uh, well, we talked earlier about – I don't have a whole lot on the list, but we did talk earlier about the speed at which they would move to get yeah. ready for Christmas. And now Christmas stuff seems – everybody jokes in our culture, right, that Christmas stuff is showing up like in the summer almost. Yeah. Right? And you're you're starting some of these seasonal holiday parties real early and all that kind of stuff. But I remember watching videos, like time-lapse videos of – it's Halloween, hmm. and they tear down from the uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party, and they've got a Christmas tree up, and Main Street is fully decorated the next yeah. morning. Or way back, yeah. we used to come Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. at Black Friday overnight. Like, I, I do not kid you, the entirety of the resort, and yeah. there were more decorations at that time, too. Um, the entirety of the resort went up overnight. 
Yeah, it was like an army of people just. I think they had a bunch of temporary hires, essentially, or yeah. people that moved sure. from other divisions who just volunteered to. I'm sure they were paid, but volunteered to like jump in, right? Yeah, I think um, I don't know how long it takes now, and maybe it's just me looking back and feeling um, nostalgic for the past and Disney of the past. But it seems like it used to be in a snap, and it seems yeah. like now it's kind of like, all right. Hang a couple wreaths. All right, tomorrow we'll do a tree. Town square today right. and then up the street and then the end of the street and then the tree comes on day four. Yeah. Yeah. So I miss that. There's a there's a bit of magic in that. Even if you aren't here, it's like that bit of magic of just knowing. Just watching a time-lapse video, yeah. I mean, like, holy crap. Yeah. The it's magic. Efficient, the project management involved in doing this yeah. and pulling this off yeah. is amazing indistinguishable from actual magic, right? It's, it's, it's magical because even as an adult knowing like how it happens, it's still unbelievable that it happens. Uh, another thing is just over the years, the way that the Christmas party has changed. Yeah. I remember in like early 2000s, 2004, 2005, something like that, us jokingly all calling it the, the $50 cookie. That was what we called the party. Right. And, Look, there's plenty of stuff that people love about that party, yeah. but it was the $50 cookie. Now it's the $200 cookie in hot chocolate, right? And this started in the 80s, and I think for the first, I don't know, let's just say the first seven or eight years, it was one night. Mm-hmm. It was a one-night ticket, yeah. and I Even I when I was it. a kid, it was only a few. We, like, we would, we would yeah. come Thanksgiving week because there would always be one then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the cost, it started in 1983. The cost was $13.94 yeah. per adult. Um, and just so you know, you can get out your inflation calculator. Uh, that's not going to come close to equaling no. $200, right? It is far outpaced uh, inflation. Um, it was one day. It was December 16th in 1983. They had uh, carolers, decor, shows, a holiday parade, uh, a choir, plus family photo that they would give you. The family photo was, uh, like, the main attraction yeah. back then. Yeah. There would – I remember in 90 – I forget which, which year in that. It might have been 93. Um, I remember we went to the party and we waited in line for a backdrop. And you waited in line. You got to the backdrop. It was somewhere, like, in the middle of Tomorrowland they set it up. And they photographed you with bright lights against this backdrop that said Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party – and then it printed out and it was yours to take home. And that was like the big souvenir everyone got was yeah. that included family photo from the party. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Um, later in the 80s, they had, I don't know if it was for one year or multiple years, they were giving out gifts every 15 seconds. And so the gift you got could be a keychain, but it could be a car. They gave out like Chevy pickup trucks one Wasn't year. Wasn't that for the, that was for the anniversary, that was the 15th anniversary of Disney World. Uh, this that wasn't exclusive to the Christmas. Oh party. well, the, what I read was I, it was during the party. Yeah, that it's that thing. Is that thing the gift giver? Did we have art for? Yeah, that was in '86. That would have been '86. Well, maybe they did yeah. it during the party too. It was another sure part of the did, day where yeah. they just gave out gifts all the time. Yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, Year of a Million Dreams, if you recall. Just the yeah. random surprise and delight. That mm-hmm. was great. I I still like that, and I love that the Year of a Million Dreams got extended. Remember when it yeah. it expired and went, and it wasn't. I don't think this was a thing that cost the company money. It was a great marketing campaign, yeah. right? It made you come there and boom, there's people handing out ear hats and all that kind of yeah. stuff or sometimes a vacation around the world. Free fast pass. I have a oh, funny, wait, it already was. I have a funny story. So one time I was at Epcot. I was in the UK. 
and someone comes sh- shouting from the, the red phone booth right there by the bathrooms. Mm. I need to get nine people in this booth. I'm like, what? Yeah. Someone had called, someone had the phone number to that booth. Mm. They called the booth and pretended they were Disney and they're like, Congratulations, it's the year of a million dreams. If you can get yourself and nine other people into this phone booth, you win a trip to every Disney theme park in the world. And they've got all these people running in there and cramming it. I'm sure there's a guy in his cell phone, like across the way, just laughing God. like crazy. Like it's one of the funniest wow. things I've ever seen. I mean, it's mean, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen in the park. And I wish I had thought of that. Back in the day, if you stayed on Christmas Day, you could request a Christmas tree. Yeah, some the international parks still do that. You can you pay, but you you can you what? have a tree. Um, I think I don't know. Well, Disney Floral and Gifts is gone now. I think you still could have gotten not a full size tree, but I think there was a small tree you could get, like delivered to your hotel room. Okay. If you stayed Christmas Day back in the day, they used to have full size trees. Yeah, floral. They got to yeah. figure it out, right? I, but that's one of the yeah. stories that we haven't talked a whole lot about, but I I know a little bit about yeah. what's going on there. And what I heard is, uh, you know, they got taken over by a third party. Uh, that's always going to be complicated. But someone who retired from the company yeah. is now being hired by that third party to kind of run it that knows that really knows how to run it. So yeah. hopefully we see that a uh, little bit more magic there. I don't, Scott, I don't want to get too deep in there. but uh, By the way, he asked if the overnight quick change stopped occurring with pandemic. No, it was before that, way before. Yeah. Way before. That is not a pandemic thing. No. Also, still- like – there were several years, and they still like. There's still a bunch of restaurant interiors that used to have decor that do not. Almost uh, no. Jock Lindsay's has decor because it's like a marketed thing, and it's yeah. amazing. But like, uh, I forget which ones came back and which ones didn't. But like Tony's, every restaurant in Magic Kingdom pretty much used to get decor. All the resort ones. There was a bunch that just didn't for a couple of years didn't get decorated, and I know a few didn't come back even after so we gave them some time. But but some of that fell by the wayside too. We've talked about a lot of sad things that we miss. Are there any new things that you like? We've got Mary Menagerie. Yeah. We have, um, I feel Gertie, like. Gertie with the tree. Yeah. Uh, Echo Lake. I mean, in general. In yeah. general. Musical, the new decor at studios, the new Hollywood yeah. and Sunset and uh, Echo Lake decor in general. They did a very nice job. Yeah, I think it's great. I like the weird old porcelain tchotchkes, right? The deer and the the, mm-hmm. the elves, sugar plum girls. Candy cane women? I don't know what to call them. The weird one, I think, is the Grand Floridian yeah. outside has the, like, feeding deer, you know, the light up, like, feeding oh, dough. Always been there, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, that's, like, something people buy at Lowe's. That's, like, the most basic. It wasn't back then. Oh, come on. That's that been around forever. That was, like, the height of elegance, I think, when they opened in 88. That's been around forever. Now everyone has it, but that's that's their motif. It's upscale. That's their thing. I love Grand Floridian at Christmas is my favorite. The, I go get a gingerbread shingle every year. Yeah. I have since the first year. Never missed one. Um, I love the Do you tree still have them all? And the, no, I eat them. <laughs> I don't, you're, you're, you're joking. You you're have joking, a 17-year-old piece of, of a cookie or something from the Tower of Terror. Well, that, that's a collectible thing, but we couldn't bring ourselves to eat. They also used to sell – I think they still do these at the, at the gingerbread house at the Grand. They used to make like characters out of white chocolate. Yeah, we still have like a Mickey and a Donald from many years ago. They're in like the freezer in New York um, because everyone refuses because they're so beautiful. No one wanted to ruin them. So I mean, here in the there. office, we still have like a chocolate oh, ET e. from Universal from the vintage three years ago. Yeah, I can't ago. bring myself to eat it. It's so cute. Well, now now you shouldn't eat it, but 
Um, it's been in a fridge. It might be a freezer. It might be okay. It might be, but yeah, because it's the old, it's the old Universal logo, and I'm preserving it. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if chocolate is okay to eat if it's been frozen for three years. Who knows? Jocks, but Jocks, Jocks is great. They kill it every year. The food is great. Oh. The decor is great. Those lumps of coal and the cookies and milk. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah, if you don't know, so Jocks uh, at Disney Springs, it's decorated in this sort of 30s, 40s. Kitschy 30s, Kitchy, 40s, yeah. yeah. Somewhat um, like Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, yeah no, similar to that. Yeah. And then they have themed dishes mm-hmm. among the, the deviled eggs are a big thing for some oh, people. Yeah, like I'm not those. a deviled eggs person, but mm-hmm. I know that people really are into that. Yeah. They have the, the lumps of coal, which are basically the lumps of coal are like Oreos kind of crushed up into a ball and covered with this chocolate ganache. So it kind of looks like a, like a lump of, of coal from the ganachery. And they have like a little vessel, like a little, um, what do you call those? Um, Ramac- like if you go to like, like a, a little ramekin, platter, yeah. right? A little ramekin, and it has red LED lights in it, and they serve it on a grate, so it looks like it's like roasting on a fire. It's the cutest presentation. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing, and they're delicious. Yeah, they're great. The cookies and milk is also cookies alcoholic. And milk. Cookies and milk, correct? And, and it's a it's a plate of Christmas cookies, but like the kind my grandma would have made, right? Like thirties, forties, fifties, like that era. Yeah, yeah. And then in the center, they have a little uh, carafe of I think it's like a horchata type of rum chata and something else yeah, yeah. type of there's drink a, that looks like milk. It. It's it's shaped like a milk yeah. old milk jug kind of, and it is alcoholic, but it's very delicious. And I I love that every year. I haven't gone yet this year, but I'm yeah. I gotta go. Crap, I gotta go, and this is the time of year I hate. Like we're too close to Christmas to I to tried, tolerate the spring. I tried traffic. to go one night this season, and the line was out the door, and I'm like, Jocks never has a line out the door. What is happening? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not waiting for this. So I instead yeah. went and got um, the seasonal flavors at Salt and Straw, which that, what is the? Tell me about the one? Salt and Straw Christmas stuff. I, I Let me know. pull it up. Is it actual holly and the ice cream? No, but the one I got Point is weird. Point set of flavored ice cream. I bought. It was raining, so I bought a pint because I didn't want to eat ice cream in the rain, like a mental case. Um, so right now they have, uh, for vegan, there's chocolate sugar cookie dough. Uh, there's almond and then regular, there's almond brittle with salted ganache, toasted white chocolate and peppermint almonds, gingerbread cookie dough. And I got what I think is the weirdest one, which is Duantas. What? Duantas Terramana spiked eggnog. Here's to you from Duanta, our friend Dwayne The Rock Johnson's holiday alter ego. He brings the tequila, we bring the nog, and together we spike our rich silky custard ice cream with notes of oaky vanilla from Terramana's Reposada. Amontillado Sherry sherry gives it backbone and an unprecedented nuttiness. Amontillado? I'd never heard of that. Book. I don't know. There's a that? book called The Cask of Amontillado back in the day that I read. In it's a great, type of I think sherry. it's like a Poe thing. And a guy gets walls himself. He gets walled in with like okay. casks of. Anyway, well, it's a type anyway. of sherry here. Gives it backbone and an unprecedented nuttiness that's perfectly in character. It's everything you could ask for in an eggnog with a ton of nutmeg and dark agave to give you a toasty finish. Um. It's phenomenal. So it's get, weird and phenomenal. It's, so it's, is it actually, it's alcoholic ice cream. It is. But it's it's eggnog, but it has like this whole different flavor profile. Like you get the eggnog on the back end, but on the front you get um, 
that very specific alcohol they've used, right? The tequila flavor. It must be low proof, right? Yeah. To, free, to be able to freeze alcohol. Yeah, but it definitely changes the yeah. flavor of eggnog. Yeah, it's different. I have different. seen them freeze alcohol before, but it's only if you go to one of those places where they freeze it with like liquid nitrogen. You ever do that? They like put all the cream in a bowl and they got liquid yeah, nitrogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, you could do it with that, but mm-hmm. I don't think at salt and straw they no, do that. No, I don't know what the process is and clearly they're serving it to everyone. So I'm a um, big eggnog fan, by the way. You should go try this. I, I, I'm curious I'm what your on thoughts board. Yeah, I'm Eggnog, everything. I've almost finished the pint already. And this time of year, if you live in an area of the country where you have Publix, mostly Florida, um, eggnog, Publix eggnog ice cream and Publix peppermint stick ice cream. You put a scoop yeah. of each in the bowl and you'll be happy all holiday season. You'll end up looking like me, but yeah, you know, still pretty good. Someone stuff. brought up roasted chestnuts at the Grand Floridian. They used to be a thing, yeah. I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten roasted chestnuts. I've heard they're terrible. They're not great. Yeah. But it was a thing. Um, the other thing that was a thing was the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra. Oh, yeah. And they used to play Christmas music. Like, they still have the piano player, but what a what a loss. And I'm going to keep mentioning that in the Citizens of Hollywood until someone at the Walt Disney Company hears this and, and does something about it. You're not watching. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be other things that are good. That they, I, I th- I'll say this. Candlelight Processional has become... A bigger thing every year. Yeah, I mean, you wall to wall people. Last yeah. week when Brendan Fraser was there, yeah. I didn't go, but I saw pictures the and heard people say the line was to Mexico. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, candlelight's candlelight is is it's a vestige of what entertainment at Disney parks used to be, right? right. It's live. It's live musician, top notch live musicians. Top li- top notch live vocalist, right? The voice of liberty and and the choir, um, and, and it comes together with a celebrity narrator for a, a, a performance that reminds me so much of the best entertainment that the Disney parks have ever done. Yeah, candlelight spectacular, and people get so stuck on the the, the Christianity thing, right? Because it's a story of Jesus. Yeah, it is, but it also goes back to Walt Disney's time. It is it is a tradition, right? You don't need to believe in the message. You don't need to be Christian. To enjoy live musicians and and live performers, it is a spectacular offering. Well, right? throughout World Showcase, they do highlight different yeah. tra- holiday traditions you from different learn. cultures that have no one telling you to believe different it. or no religion. You go <laughs> learn about other what other people believe, and the Candlelight Processional is is part of that, right? It, yeah, no one's telling you have to believe in any of this, but it is. It, you should still go see it. It's it's a wonderful production. Yeah, and the dining pack. I mean, the dining packages. Uh, someone sold out and it overpriced, and, there, yeah. and, and the, yeah, it's it's crazy. And Jay, where hey, they keep candlelight because of the dining packages. Probably it doesn't hurt. I think they'd right? keep it anyway. That that is a Walt Disney thing, and I don't think even if you didn't have those dining packages, it would be touchable. I think people would people would grab actual pitchforks and yeah. show up at that park. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, and some real stars. I mean, oh, the, the list. The, this the isn't like one band better. that had a one-hit wonder. Yeah. You know, this isn't like sometimes Oscar you get the, winning, Oscar nominated. Yeah, these are yeah, Grammy winners. Yeah, like big time, big time stars. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. I mean, he's he's you know John Stamos, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. like all these megastars. Yeah, pretty big names. And that's why the crowds are there, right? Although for Joey McIntyre, they're pretty big too. I mean, he's at, he hasn't been. Super famous in a very long time, but people remember New Kids on the Block and enough of them to fill that theater. 
They should just bring all the new kids on the block, all in a row. Mm. I don't know who they were. Jordan and Donnie. Those I are the ones I know. Remember? No, you're too old. you're too young. I had a watch that you're said "New Kids on the Block," but I think I am too young for them. Yeah, you're definitely too young. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. more probably Backstreet Boys or uh, that was NSYNC, like when right? I was you know ten or eleven. Yeah, that was. I they're indistinct. Like if you, I think the NSYNC was the most I, I, between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And who's it? Ninety eight degrees. Yeah, they weren't super I, famous. They just happened to do Disney songs. Ninety eight degrees. They were they were moderately famous. I'm I'm not. I don't know. All the boy bands. I just know my sister likes to make fun of like when they go back streets back. And she's like, all right. You're like, where'd you go? You just, you just made your first album. Why is it, why is it a big, why has it got to be yeah. a big comeback? I don't know. People like that song. People have their opinions on who they like, though. I don't know. You we, can were, tell us. we were in sync in Britney Spears, people. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know someone who is in his 40s. A friend of mine and his wife goes to every New Kids on the Block con- whenever they go, yeah. wherever they go. Her and her bestie are there. People like love, backstage passes everything. People, you know, there are some musicians that I think stick with people through their entire lives, and it's no matter what they love them. Right? I have a friend who um, every time Tiffany comes to Epcot, they have to be there. Really, no choice. Yeah, Nick used to be. Um, what was the group? Nick Sister Hazel, I think. Oh, really? Nick used to go to every Sister Hazel concert at Epcot. Yeah, because he loved them. Yeah. Lee will want to do every Air Supply, and ELO, whatever. Not it's not the Jeff Lynne ELO. It's not full. It's like all the people who used to be in ELO. I yeah. think they call it the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Those ones are non-negotiable. We got to go. Some of these I other mean, ones after, we're both like, yeah, let's do this. After Beer Garden, I could use an Air Supply. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my brother really wanted to see 38 Special. Not, not mm. He's not like a big – he wasn't like ever a hardcore 38 yeah. Special fan. But when you go to these shows, you go, man, these guys – some of these bands had a lot of yeah. hits. You're like, oh, that was theirs? Oh, that was theirs? Oh, look at that. Yeah. You, know, you forget like you've heard these your whole life. Who did I go see for one song? Oh, um, One song? Mostly for one song. I'm I'm forgetting the name of the performer now. Cult of Personality. Oh, uh, uh, Cult of Personality is Living Color. Living Color, yeah. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, they were. I I'd never heard their other music, so I was I was. No, they had one I enjoyed really the concert. Big yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's gained a second life with uh, CM Punk. I think with with people, I think that's introduced it to a, a, a group of people that do not know that song. Tell me, I, so I know that CM Punk is a pro wrestler. Yes, I don't know what he has to do with Living Color. That's his. That's his music. He comes out to his cult of personality. Okay. Yeah, and it fits his character very well. What is his character? Where it's like it, it's kind of this guy that has it, it's a he has a cult following, right? He's always had. You know, and and he he's the, supposedly the voice of the voiceless, but does he say these things to benefit you, the audience, or are they to benefit him? Like, there's always this uh, this doubt, right, about the real guy, Phil Brooks, or the or the performer. Like, what is real and what is not, and and you know, does he, you know, is he just really good with words, or does he actually care? Yeah, right. Jay Ware said, "Boys to men, so great." I know that when I walked by, uh, actually twice, because I. I walked by. I was in the area two different times on the same day. Yeah. And uh, both sets, Boys to Men, were playing non-Boys to Men songs. Right. They were playing like Bruno Mars or something. <laughs> they weren't singing like I think Boys to Men is like, um, you know, tight harmony kind of yeah. that type of 
uh, Cooley High Harmony or whatever yeah, they used yeah. to call it, right? And it was not. It was like they're singing Boys to Men or they're, oh. they're doing whatever. I get it. Some of these people, Joey Fatone, I don't know what he did, but I'll tell you what, Epcot was banging on the day it's Joey It's always Fatone a good show because you never know who he's going to bring out or what's going to happen, yeah. yeah. Same thing with Candlelight, right? You never know who's going to be there, but the crowds are going to be there because they're going to bring in the stars. Yeah. That's great. I, I'm out of ideas. So do you know do you know what they did on the streets of America before Osborne existed? At at studios? I'm trying to think. It only happened for one year. Then no, it probably or maybe won't. it was more than one. I think it was one though. Like um, upon opening, like eighty nine? No. No, shortly after. They used to have the Macy's parade books. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. Not in a parade. They would yeah. tie them off and they'd be floating above this fake New York street. And then Universal stole that and did the parade. Or Disney got rid of that for Osborne. And then Universal went to Macy's and was like, can we, can we have them? Yeah, good for them. Yeah. It's a win-win. It is. I mean, Universal made a, you know, their, their whole holiday lineup is based around, you know, two popular things they've now had forever, which is Grinchmas and that parade, um, you know. Yeah, I do. Rem- I do vaguely remember that was a thing because then it was like one of those um, Mandela effect moments when I was like, at Universal, like, didn't this used to be a Disney thing? And you get lost when you're a kid in that because they both have a New York Street that's very similar, right? And oh, I don't know. think their New York Street is similar to no, but as like tourists, I think for sure would be like confused. I think that that they often cross wires on stuff like that. Like people definitely would go back. To the backlot section of, of studios and be like, where's King Kong? I, I can I guess I can see where that one side coming in the park, you look down there and they have the yeah. sort of flats of the cityscape but if you're not by, by the museum. You know. Um that does it wasn't to me is not as immersive or the same effect as it was at Hollywood Studio yeah. at, at MGM, I'll call it. But they had the um, But then their area, you know what? I always thought the area around uh, when you round the corner there Sting I out. thought it was Chicago. I thought like, oh, we're in New York when we came in, and now it's Chicago because they got the Blues Brothers, and they always had the Blues Brothers, and it kind of looks grimy, like a grimy Chicago neighborhood with a couple bars and yeah. you know places. I was like, oh, it's like Chicago, and they're like, oh no, no, this is still New York. It's just a diff- it's a part of New York that it doesn't look like the New York that it's I've old been New to, York. right? So. Yeah, it's it, it takes because you travel back because Sting Alley's back there, so you're going back several decades. Yeah, in that New York, it's old New York, yeah. But, I mean, New York still looks like what it used to yeah, look like. Yeah, I mean, but the, I can, I but can the find... New York, yeah, but th- there's certainly things that, that were different, right? So if you look at Streets of America, New York Street, it's very much the New York of, like, the 80s, right? right? With the big Chevrolet neon sign and just the stuff that was there was very much of the time it was built, you know, to be modern. Yeah. But, yeah, you could certainly also... You know, the idea of a movie set is it could be easily dressed to be yeah. a different time period, right? So they are still able to yeah. easily film stuff there. They were, they converted. Remember that side street at one point was Dick Tracy. Like they painted all the buildings bright colors and they put Dick Tracy there. And, you know, the, the idea was it had to be multi purpose. Uh, my friend lived in a neighborhood where they painted all the houses, where they mm-hmm. filmed Edward Scissorhands. Okay. They painted all these new houses, they painted the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Like, there you go. I remember the, I used to see the castle, Edward Scissorhands Castle. It was in like on the way to Dade City, uh, by Dade City. It was on a hilltop. You could drive out there and you're like, there's a giant fake yeah. castle out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite Christmas memories. It was not a Christmas memory. I'm just kidding. One of the greatest scientific achievements of all time, though. 
All right. That's all I have, Tom. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. I hope you had a great boxing day. You're I think this a great was a fun discussion. Day. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I hope you had a great holiday and uh, New Year's right around the corner. Same and for everyone at home. I think next episode we're going to talk about some of the biggest stories of the year. The incidents. The incident. The, the best, biggest incidents the of The funniest incidents of 20. I don't know if we do biggest stories or just the funniest incidents. I think biggest incidents, right? Like that, that's a catch-all, right? There's a lot. Yeah. There are a lot to go through. There was, it, was a, it was a crazy year. It's a crazy year. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for watching. Again, you can uh, learn to be a Wigs member. If you want to learn more about it, go to patreon.com slash WDWNT. And uh, they're on Discord right now uh, cheering us on as we go. And it is a Friday. Oh, it's a Monday. We usually record these on Fridays. It's a Monday. Right with the holiday, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Christmas right around the corner. I hope you got all your shopping done. And we'll see you next time here on the WW News Today podcast. We'll see you real soon. Mm-hmm.